Mandy. Hey. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. All right. You you feel all right? Yeah. Shake it off, girl. Shake it off. You with me? <laughs> Shake it off. Uh, um, man, yo. Uh, let me see. Where do I start? Where do I start? Uh, so you heard you heard what your 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 dad you you got to hear the thing about what, what your dad and me we were we were talking. Yeah, I, I heard the whole thing. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to talk to you because, like, with your father, it's a different experience. And it was a different experience with your father and myself with your brother because it was like, you you're, you know, and we're talking about Pierce for people that don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, it was a different experience because, you know, you the, the last text you sent me, you, you were saying that you went to talk about you know, about you, too, and about mm-hmm. how and how it changed the, the dynamic of your relationship. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it just, it's just funny because when I'm, uh, like, when I was talking to your, your father, like, when I first met Red, um, I didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't until, like, I used to get frustrated with your brother a lot for not doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And until later on down the line, when I, I lost touch with him for about a few months, and then your father... Uh, we ran into each other at a video shoot and then he told me what was going on and then everything started to click and make sense and, and, and different stuff like yeah. that. So it was like a total different experience because your father was always trying to get him to, to, you know, like stick us together to do things, to do this music, to stay in the thing and I didn't really understand. I mean, it was one thing a parent trying to push their kid but it was it was trying to push their kid but also trying to keep him keep him safe. So... You know, mm-hmm. and so, so after I talked to him, I wanted to talk to you because I wanted to see what was the nature of your relationship, being a younger sister and seeing your brother go through that. Like, were you guys really tight? Um, like, w- what was the beginning of the relationship or what did you see what, what was happening? Um, well, it was so crazy because me and my brother, we have been close forever because we're so close in age we're just a year apart so we had the same friends we hung out together and i didn't believe it first of all my mom is the one who told us and me and my mom don't you know have the best relationship so pierce was able to kind of you know turn me against her and say that she was lying and stuff uh. so for a while i didn't even believe that he was doing it because growing up with him and everything and and like I said we hung out with the same friends all my brother ever did was smoke weed like he didn't even like to drink like Mm. he so it was like from from knowing that to going to heroin I I couldn't believe it um but then when I found out that it was true I was so angry with him I you know I didn't speak to him for a while I used to yell at him a lot and because, you know, our mom is an addict, and um, so, you know, our grandmother raised us because she wasn't around and whatnot. So I so just didn't ask- understand how he could do this. So my, my thing is, is that, so you like, your, your mother told you, so being that your mother was, you said she had a previous history with addiction, so it was easy, kind of, mm-hmm. you think it was kind of easy for him to say, nah, she don't know what she's talking about, she's making shit up? Yes. That's exactly what he did, and I believed it without any hesitation, you know? Wow. So, 
Um, and like I said, it was also so hard to believe because, you know, here's my brother who like couldn't even handle drinking liquor, <laughs> you know? And now all of a sudden my mom's saying he's on heroin. So this is unbelievable. So, um, but yeah, it, it kind of ruined our relationship there for a while because, you know, I didn't understand. I couldn't understand how he could do this to his kids and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, so it was bad for a while. Um, but then, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask, like, when, when did you, like, know? When did you actually know? Did you catch him? Or when did you, you just seen it in his face? Like, when did you, like, I, you know, I, you're lying, motherfucker. I know you're lying. <laughs> I didn't actually catch him. So there was, like, this intervention at my mom's house. It was me, my grandmother, uh, my dad, and two of my uncles. And, you know, my mom, of course. And we basically just pulled up on him, you know? And that's when I knew that it was real. Um, so, you know, that really kind of tore us apart for a little while there. Um, plus, I think he was kind of pulling away from everybody, too. Because I'm sure, you know, he was embarrassed and ashamed and he felt bad himself, you know? Mm -hmm. That was kind of um, what you're... So that's it, where you my father, but that was what your father was saying. That, like, that's kind of, he got the picture because he was kind of pushing himself away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, at the time, I, I didn't think anything of it, of him pushing himself away. I just thinking, you know, we're growing up, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, getting, you know, with my husband, we are getting a house and stuff, and he was with Lizzie, and they were having kids, and, you know, everyone was just kind of growing apart, and that's just how I saw it, you know? You grow up, and, you know, we don't live in the same house anymore, you know, just different stuff, but, you know, then I, I, I realized that it was, you know, a lot more than that. You know, but you like how you said it, like, he wasn't into, really into drinking, he was, like, you know, smoking weed and shit like that, but, you know, when I met him, he was he would put in a lot of his raps about popping Zannies and doing different shit like that, and I just took it as him rapping. Did you were you around for any of that like that that transition, or it was just like weed, boom, then heroin? You know what I'm saying? Like he, what, what, I what wasn't about around for the transition. Um, I I didn't know about you know any of that stuff, um, but I you know I know now and from before talking to him, you know that it's it started out with the pills and then moved wow. to the heroin. Um, you know, I, I think that he was around people that were doing pills and stuff like that. And, you know, he just hopped on the train, I guess. So, yeah. so then after the intervention, so. after, after you knew that it was real, like after you knew it was a real deal, um, it wasn't like all of a sudden, just everything just happened like this was like a a gradual it was like a, a a constant struggle for him so it's like after the intervention um what was the nature of you guys really relationship then like once you found out what it was and then you're seeing him struggle go back and forth going in and out of rehab even being with his kids not being with his kids like what what was the nature of you guys relationship then well honestly like i said i was so angry i kind of just like completely cut him off like I was I was pissed off if we did talk 
I was yelling at him. I was angry. You know, I was constantly telling my dad and my Nana to stop giving him money and this and that, you know, and I think I was mad, but I was scared. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nobody knows the right way to handle these things. You know, some people tell you to completely cut them off. Some people tell you to be there for him. You know, I didn't know what I was talking about either, but I just didn't want him to you know, I didn't want him to die. So I'm telling them, you know, to stop babying him, stop giving him money and, and this and that. I think that my dad did a lot of that out of fear. Mm-hmm. I think that he felt like it would have been worse had he not been there for him. And I think so too sometimes now, you know. Um, but... There's there's no right way to deal with it, but at the time I was handling it all wrong, um, and it wasn't you, until later. But how can you say that? Why do you think that? I mean, because if you're angry, you're angry. It's like there's like how you said this. Like there is no right or way to do it because you can approach it with tough love, or you can be like baby him and show pity. But it's like you know your your father and I we were talking about that too because it's like it really comes down to them. So. I don't really see it as, you know, that, you know, you weren't handling it the right way. It's like your emotions are just going. I mean, you had, that's for the love of your brother in a sense. Yeah. And I, I had every right and reason to be upset when I say that I handled it the wrong way is, you know, now I wish that I hadn't done that. You know, I wish Mm. that I, I would have yelled at him and been mad at him. I can do all that, but still tell him like, you're still my brother. I love you. And of course it was like that, but those words never, you know, left my mouth, you know? Mm. And I think, I think that he needed, he needed that. He needed to hear that. He needed to know that, that we also care and love him, you know? And I wasn't giving him that aspect of it at all. Wow. So, so then when Um, he, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go. No, I was going to ask you, like, so when this is happening, because you, you're telling me it's like, you know, that you're battling, you're battling something yourself. So it's like, mm-hmm. when when was this happening? This was happening before, and, and was that leading to no. you being more? It started happening afterwards, you found out. Yes, exactly. Oh, so that's why I said that it changed our relationship, because... When he, when I first found out about him, I wasn't doing anything like that. So, like I said, I was like, I couldn't understand. How could he do this? Um, and it wasn't until later um, when I started using, I started using, um, gosh, um, maybe like three years ago. Oh, man. And, um, you know, my brother found out because he was looking for change in my purse or something and he found a bag and he flipped, he flipped. Oh my God, did he flip? And I tried to do it, you know, what anyone would do, lie. Oh, that's not mine. You know, <laughs> it's my mm-hmm. friends, lie. you know, all of that. But, um, you know, then I eventually came clean with him and he in turn was able to be really honest with me. And I feel like he was probably more honest with me than he was with anyone in the family. And, it was a good thing, but it was also a really sad thing to see, to actually hear him, you know, say how he felt was heartbreaking. He was so, 
he just, he didn't even want to live anymore. And he wanted so badly. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> he, he wanted so badly to be clean and to be a good father to his wife. And he was, oh my God, does he love those kids. But it was killing him. He said he didn't want to do this to Nana and Daddy and me and the kids. He didn't want to do this anymore. And, you know, um, on his birthday, um, the last time that he went to rehab, he went on his birthday and he went from my house. And he sat there hysterically crying and it's something I'll never forget. And this, that's what he said to me, that he just didn't want to live anymore. That he couldn't do it anymore. And... Um, then he begged me to get clean too. And, um, I, I went into rehab about a week after him and, um, we actually got to have like a, a family session over the phone through rehab. And, um, I got to apologize to him and, you know, for everything that I said and how I treated him and, because now I understood, you know, and my dad went through the same thing with me. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? How can you do this? Look at what your brother's going through, you know, when I told my dad. And um, it's it, it's not something that's planned. It's not like you're like, hey, I'm going to go do heroin today. You know, I, I was going through stuff. I had just left my husband. I was in a shelter with my three-year-old son and working my ass off and not getting anywhere. And I had a friend in the shelter who her boyfriend was prescribed to, you know, the pills. Mm -hmm. And we used to take them. And I didn't know until later that he also, you know, had heroin. And so he didn't have the pills one day. I took the heroin and that was it. I never went back to the pills. But you know what? But hold on. But 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 knowing what you knew, what your brother was going through, like out of all things, okay, you're going through something, and then the pills, and then, yo, I I know if life could beat you up, but like out of all things, like why why grab that? Why? I know, I know. I, it's I can't give you an answer to that. I you know what I mean? It was at that point in time, it was losing in front of my face, and I knew that that that's where it was heading. But I thought, you know, in my head, that I had better control of it. Well, because I've seen my brother, I know what not to do. And this is when I was doing the pills, is what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I know that this is what turns him on to heroin, but I won't ever do that. Oh, my God. And um, I, you know, I got to the point where I was physically addicted to the pills. And the guy had ran out of pills, but he had the heroin. And I was sick. And I took it. I remember telling my friend, I said, I mean, of course, it's not on anyone but me. And I said, please don't ever let me do this again. I'm just doing this because you don't have the pills. But after that, I, like, I can't just explain it to you. It's, a, it's, you know, it's cheaper. It's this, it's that. You know, it, it just happened. And then it spiraled out of control. It was a physical craving for it. Yeah, um, after, I guess after taking it for so long, um, once you stop, you withdraw, and it's hell. Mm. 
so painful, you got sick. Oh my god. You know, I'm gonna ask you something. It's personal in a sense because I was there at the funeral. And when I was at the funeral, um I saw you. And from from the first time I met you, you know, you you have a very bubbly and happy personality. You know, you're very fun to be around in, in a sense. But at the funeral, of course it is a funeral, but I noticed that you were different. Were you 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 were high then? No. Okay. No, I would have never in my life done that. My brother, the one thing that he wanted so badly was for me to get clean. And I think, honestly, that the last time that he went to rehab, because that was right after he found out that I was using, that he was doing it more so for me than him. He was trying to set an example for me. So I just was out of my mind. Right. I can understand. It's understandable, just, too. Complete shock. I mean, still to this day, me and my dad say, oh, was this person there? Was that person there? I have no idea who was there. I have no idea what anyone said to me. I barely, you you know, spent time in there with his body. You know, I didn't didn't want to look at him. I was outside smoking the whole time. And everyone, you know, like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. And at that point, I didn't even believe what was happening. I hadn't even cried yet. Yeah, it didn't impress Yeah. Again. So, so no, I I was not high, but I just, I was not myself. I, you know. But during that time, not at the funeral itself, but then even during that time, you're at, at during this time, after his death, uh, you're using, correct? After his death, I did use. Yeah, I did. Um, and this was before the, before the funeral. This was like almost immediately after. And, um... Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. I didn't feel like anyone understood my pain. I know I have my dad and my nana, you know. But like you said, it's a different. It's a different type of grief for all of us, and mm-hmm. I, I know that that's the last thing in the world that he would want for me to do. But at that point in time. Mind you, I had just gotten out of rehab. Oh, my so God. So I get out of rehab, and three days later, he, he dies. Oh. So I was already, you know, not really ready to be in society. I was in, um, what's it called, a sober living. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I was trying to, to, I was still trying to get well. I wasn't there yet. So, so when, um, when when he had when he had passed you because uh, I, I was gonna ask you like you know you went and were using were you scared but uh, uh, when I'm listening to you talk about it it's like that was the last thing on your mind it was just like it was just too much to bear and you just like yeah kind of just went, wow yeah and I mean there's a certain a certain amount of fear every time that I used after he died and I mean I had my own. Uh, incident. I overdosed. Oh my God. Um, uh, before Pierce died. And I mean, it was, it was a really bad overdose. I was on, you know, they had to put me in an induced coma and things like that. Um, so it, it was pretty bad. But, um, I mean, I'm clean now. 
You know, okay. I did use a few times after he died, but I am clean now. And, you know, I'm just trying to do it for the both of us. And, you know, the whole point, the whole point of me saying all that and putting myself out there, because I did not want to do that, <laughs> but it's just to say that, like, um, in a sense, I- I'm not glad that I used heroin, but I'm glad right. that I that I had the chance to, to get a relationship with my brother again before he died and be there for him like no one else could have been there for him. Right. You know? And, you know, um, unfortunately, he got messed up trying to help the wrong people. Mm. He was, you know, he was doing really good. Like my dad told you, he was doing great. He was trying to inspire other people. He, you know, he was going to the meetings. He was making the coffee. He was like the man, you know? And he was trying to help someone get clean and... I don't know if they like coerced him into using or what, what happened. Um, but you know, and, and then he was actually in the process of trying to get health insurance to go back to rehab when he died. Hmm. So, uh, you know, um, but had it not been for what I did, I probably, you know, today I, pro- I probably wouldn't have spoken to my brother in years. Hmm. Oh, because uh, yeah. you're saying uh, if you didn't go through it because you were already pissed off at yeah. him. Yeah, so if I wasn't using and, and he didn't know and things like that, like it kind of it, it brought us together. And I think it, it gave him um, the strength to to go on because he wanted so badly to set an example for me. So when he went to rehab that time from my house, I mean, he he stayed there for a really long time, longer than he's ever been in rehab before, you know? So I think it, I think it helped our relationship and I think it helped him a lot. You do know? you think, do you think wanted, part of, um, do you think part of you starting to do that? Do you think that one, like you're just trying to get an understanding of what he was going through or it's like, no, it was totally independent. Like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it. This is my thing. No, or it's kind of like, yeah, it, it it didn't have anything to do with that at all. I it was just stupid decision making on my part. It wasn't something that I was like, you know, let me see what this is all about. It it was not like that at all. Wow. I know. So then- I know it's really hard to understand. I know it is because, like I said, I did that to my brother. After seeing what our mom went through and seeing all this and that, how could you do this? You know? Right. And it was something right. that he couldn't explain to me at the time, and now it's something that I can't explain to you. You know what I mean? So then when you're, when you're going through it, like how the same way that he's lying to you and he's telling you bullshit, this is, you know, I'm not doing it. Now, this is a whole nother set of problems because then you're doing it. So what's happening there? Like, uh, who's approaching you? Because is your, your mother approaching you about it? Does she know about it? Or is your, your father approaching mm-hmm. you about it? Like, what, what happens there when, when, once they find out? Or well, how do they find um, out? Well, here's, you know, he, like, was hinting to my dad. Because he had that whole thing, you know, that he was was my brother and he didn't want to quote-unquote snitch on me. (laughs) But at the same time, he knew what was going on and how bad it is and how serious it is. And he wanted me to get help. And I didn't want to get help. 
You know, I, at the time, I'm like, I'm a functioning addict, you know, like I had a job, I had a good job, I was taking care of things, not, I was being really stupid to think Uh like that, but, um, I, you know, but yeah, he hinted it to my dad, my dad started to get a feel of what was going on, and I finally just fessed up one day to my dad, I was too chicken to to tell him to his face or to call him, and I sent him a text, and I was like, I need to go to rehab. Oh. And I know that that, I know that fucked him up. (laughs) I'm sure. Now he got both of his babies that he loves dearly, and they're both going through something similar. Like, yo, this is, this is madness. This is like, when all this is had, this has to be madness. So then, it's like, you send him a text, which is kind of like, oh, very informal. So, and then, (laughs) so, <laughs> you know, I was um, scared. Yeah, I, I was scared to call him. I understand. I, I understand. You know, I mean, but what's the worst you're going to do? He's not going to like spank you. No, I mean, him. yeah, no. And I, I mean, it, I, I'm, it definitely was the wrong thing to do to send him a text like that. Like that was really messed up with me. But also at the time I was not in the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I felt like it was better than nothing. And, right. I mean, there's nothing that he could have done to me over the phone, but that was just me being a chicken. And it was me right. knowing... It was me knowing how much it was going to hurt my dad. And me and my dad are so close. Like, when I tell you I talk to him on the phone every day, <laughs> I talk to him on the phone every day. I'm 26 years old. <laughs> and that's never going to stop. Like, we're so close. And I don't think that I could bear to hear what his voice sounded like when he found out what I was doing. So, in, in a way, if your brother didn't... It was selfish. So, but in a way, if your brother didn't say anything, I mean, what, you're, you're, you were able to have just, like, regular, normal conversation with him that he wasn't even picking up on anything until your brother put it in his ear. Or, yeah, or, until, you, or until you actually came out and said, hey, this is what's happening. So, you were just talking to him, and he had no clue what was going on until you actually yeah. cried out for help. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You could have fucked around and and died, man. I know. Holy shit. I know, and if it wasn't for my brother finding out, because I wasn't going to tell my brother either. If it wasn't for him finding out, I don't don't know, you know, what could have happened to me, because he's the only reason I went to rehab and called out for help in the first place. Where's your so-called, where's your friends at this point? People always say they got a lot of friends. No friend that knows what's going on. No friend is reaching out to you. No one knew. Oh, my God. Literally, I told no one. The one girl that put me on to the pills is the only person that knew. She's the only person that I used with. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I had no friends that, you know, I, I, this is not something that I wanted to tell people. You know, even Mm -hmm. though where I come from, I have a lot of friends, um, that have battled addiction and stuff and actually a lot of friends that have passed away from it. Um, but even with all of that, I still didn't want to tell anybody. So literally no one knew, not even my, you know, closest best friend. She didn't know until I called her when I came out of rehab and I was like, Hey, you know, I just got out of rehab. And she was like, what? You know, no idea. I didn't tell anyone. Wow. So even with your brother going through all his struggles, he's literally like your angel on earth. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, 
that's that's one of the reasons why I get so upset. You know, I mean, no one no one deserves to die from this disease, and you know, I don't want anyone to take anything the wrong way. But I always say, like, no one deserved to beat it more than he did. I know everyone probably thinks that about their loved ones, but like, he. Even in his worst of times, like, okay, when I tell you, like, him being dope sick and me being dope sick is a completely different thing because he shot it, and I only ever snorted it. I never used needles. Mm. So it's a more intense um, withdrawal from Mm. shooting. And, you know, um, he could be sick, you know, and need drugs, but he would put gas in my car if I needed gas in my car. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that is completely unknown for an addict to do. Yeah, but your brother you know, has a big heart. Your, your, your brother has I know. From the, from the time I he met does. him. He does. And that was like the, that's how I told your father, I was like, that was like the first thing that caught me about him, that like he was just has a huge heart. He just, just, you know, and it's just a shame that his character and his personality, like, that was taken, you know, from the planet. Yo, he was a beautiful person, man. He was just a beautiful person that had a struggle. And, um... He was just, amazing. Yeah. Damn, man. So... He, yeah. When, when you tell your father, you tell your father this, and then, so then what happens next? He runs to PA and scoops you up, or he said, you better get your ass here now, or, like, what, what happens? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at the time, I was actually living in Jersey, okay. um, and I went to PA to my grandmother's house. He called my grandmother, so he broke the news to her. He put everybody on the list. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and I went to my aunt's house, and she booked me a flight, and, you know, I went to rehab from there. And how long ago was that? That was last year? Oh, God. This was, like... No, this wasn't last year. This was a couple of years ago. Two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Hold on. You um, you said you went there for... You went there for a year? No. Oh, okay. I I was only there for 30 days. 30 days. Okay. 30-day program. Yeah, yeah. So, um... But I went to two different rehabs. So I went to Florida. That was my first rehab. And I got out in November, and then I overdosed in December. Jesus. And then I, and then I went to another rehab. So, so what, was, what was different from the second rehab that, like, okay, because those are the two, and then there's no more after that, right? No, there's no more. Okay, so then what's the difference? What, what happened at the second one that didn't happen at the first one? Or was it just the, the OD? The OD kind of shook you up and like, fuck this shit. Uh, the OD had me scared, and then you know my brother died. Oh yeah, that's right. You said, oh man, and then that was like so, the wake up. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's nothing that a rehab can teach you that'll change your mind like your brother dying. You know. Yeah. Um, and. It's not even just the the fact that he died, because in a messed up way, I can I can tell you honestly. You know, I just told you I used a few times after he died, and I wasn't scared. You know, because that's that addiction; it takes over you, no matter what. You think that you're invincible; you're not going to die from it. Um, but 
you know, I, it's, it's more of the, he wanted so badly for me to be okay. He was so worried for me. He didn't give a fuck about himself. He, he wanted me to be clean. So that's what keeps me going because he can't do it for himself anymore. Uh, he can't, you know, so I, I have to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You have no choice, girl. You better do it. Shit. You fucking young I as hell. <laughs> you got your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> you. You better knock that shit out, out the box, yo. So, you're, 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 now your father goes and he talks to people. Like, now, you you know, you have what happened to your brother, what happened, what happened to you. Do you do you go and you talk? Like, yo, you have a perspective to talk to. Because this shit is happening to younger and younger kids, you know? And, I know. You know. I'm calling you young, and there's kids way younger than you, you know, doing it. Like, uh-huh. do, do you go with your father to any of these things, or have you even put that in your mind? Because that could be part of the healing, too, as well. Um, I've definitely thought about it. Um, right, you know, right when after Pierce died, I got pregnant. Mm. So when my dad did his whole um, charity event thing for Pierce and a couple other things that he did, I was pregnant and miserable, so I didn't go mm. anywhere. Um, but, you know, he, now he, he just told you about an event that's coming up that he's going to. I'm hoping to go to that, and, you know, I'm hoping to start doing things with him as well. I know that he... I know that he's joined a, uh, you know, grief group for, I don't know if it's just parents who have lost children or just anybody who's lost anybody to, you know, this epidemic. But, um, you know, I want to be there to support my dad. Um, and, you know, for my brother, after I listened to the interview, you know, with you and my dad, I called him and I was just crying. I just, you know, I'm so proud of him. He's doing so much, and my dad has so much, like, just everything on his shoulders. Everybody calls my dad for everything, and I don't know know how he does it. And now, just, I know Pierce is just looking at him, and he's just so happy. Yeah, you know, that's how I I asked him that, too. I asked him because he's, your your father, he's, he's always on the move. He's always, and I asked him, like, did you just bury yourself in work? But... He was he was straight up about it. He said sometimes he just don't feel like getting up out of the bed. And you know, I, I can only imagine, you know, you you it's your child and your child leaves before you do, and then and then the horror of thinking that my other child, you know, my uh, not only my son just I lost my son, but now my daughter is going through it. Like this, it has to be horrifying. And um, you know, your your fa- your father's a he's a, a really strong dude. He's a really strong dude. Yes. You know? He really is. And and he's amazing. I mean, and that's where Pierce got the heart from my dad. No question. (laughs) You know? And they were just, those two, it's, I can't even explain it. I mean, you've seen them together, you know, but to anyone else, it's unexplainable, the relationship that they had. It was not just a father and son. Like, they were best fucking friends, you know? Um... I can I can't imagine I can't imagine I talk to my dad all the time he calls me if he thinks about Pierce I call him if I think about Pierce you know mm. my dad worries about me all the time and I feel terrible about that that he has to worry you know I just went to Atlantic City for a week for my birthday and you know the weeks 
you know, heading towards it, he's like, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? I'm really worried about you. I'm like, dad, you know, and I, I, I feel terrible about that. I feel terrible that he has to constantly worry. I know, like, I know that he worries about me 24 seven. You know, I, you know, I think you, if, if, if you get involved and, you know, he's always going to worry about you, but I think you getting involved will show so much growth in, in, in you, you know, especially after what you went through. I think that his mind can kind of be at ease, but I mean, for as long as you live, I mean, I got three daughters and I worry about them all the time. So I know your father's mm-hmm. never going to stop worrying about you, no matter what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You could be oh, living yeah, the most, mar- yeah, the most miraculous life. I, that's not ever going to change. You know, he can be like, oh, you're good. I, you got, oh, you got 10 bodyguards and you're traveling the world. You're going to be all right, baby. The body, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's yeah. not going to change, you know? Um, you know, I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you, though, because you mentioned that you got pregnant, like, right after he had passed. So then we're, we're, when you found out you were pregnant, um, were, were you worried about the effects that, you know, messing with all that shit, like, would have? Um. No, I wasn't because I wasn't using, like, at that time. I used um, basically, like, right after he died. Okay. And then I I didn't because we had all the planning and all that stuff to do, you know, being around family and stuff like that. So I was not using when, um, when I got pregnant. And then when I found out that I was pregnant, I wasn't using. So I wasn't worried at all. Um... I actually, you know, I was happy about it. I felt like um, it could be good for my family, and it has been. <laughs> it has been so good for my family, I think. Um, Jaden, his middle name is Pierce, after my brother, of course, <laughs> and he's just perfect. And I just, I feel like there's just a piece of Pierce in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just. It just happened, you know what I mean, like, back to back, you know, and they say, like, you know, um, when someone dies, God gives you life or something, you know. I don't know if you believe in that, but I do. So I I felt like it was something, you know, it was a a gift for our family. (laughs) Yeah, take, take one away and put another one there. So, yeah, so he's, he's our little Pierce. With your nephews and stuff like that, like I had asked your father about this, and he was like, he, I was like, how is it going to be with the boys coming up? You're going to tell him? He said, well, you know, unfortunately that was taken away from him because they already told him. But as, as the aunt, yeah, yeah a, as the aunt, like as they're getting older and, you know, how raw, and even with your own children, like how raw are you going to keep it? Are you going to just try to keep them in a bubble or – you're going to try no. to give them the, the reality as early as you, you feel like they can handle it? Yeah, and I'm talking about your nephew, you know, all, all the kids, you know? Uh, as far as my nephews go, that is a different story than my kids because, like my dad said, they already know. But whether they understand it or not is a different story. Right. Um, and, yeah, when they're old enough to understand it and they have questions, I, you know, I'm going to tell them, you ask me whatever you want, and I'm always going to keep it completely 100 with you like at all times because that they need to know they deserve to know yeah you know and and hopefully it'll keep them from 
doing whatever. I mean, it doesn't mean that it will, but hopefully it will. You know, just being, in, yeah, just being as, informed. Yeah, as far as my son goes, he asks me all the time, and I haven't told him. Mm. I because I, well, he's six, right? Um, so I'm just not ready for that. But I am going to tell him, and I'm going to be honest with him. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him my story one day too. But as of right now, I want my son to be able to be a child. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I don't need to I don't need to do that right now. But it's it's hard with the kids. I mean, Adrian, my son was very close to Pierce, and there's nights where he cries and he just does not understand why Pierce can't just come back from heaven. Oh, well. You know, so he knows that he's in heaven, but he doesn't completely understand death to the point where, like, they're never coming back, you know? Mm. So it's hard enough to have that conversation and to add on, you know, what happened. So, I mean, as of right now, Adrian knows that Pierce is sick. He died because he was sick. But when he gets old enough to understand, yeah, I'm going to tell him. You know, you know, the scariest part about it is like, I, you know, I was reading something and it was like, you know, you got kids as little as like, I think 11 and 12 and they're already using. So that makes it scary because mm -hmm. like how you said, you want them to be children. And it's like, you, you would not think that you would have to have a conversation at that age, but like, yo, these kids are already, yeah. they're, they're hitting it already. And it's just bugged out. It's fucking scary. Yeah. I mean, I, Everything is happening so fast now. I mean, but this doesn't even compare. But one of the things that my son goes through here where we live is everyone's all about these, like, Jordans and things like that. So now my son is getting teased because he's not uh, in Jordan. He's kindergarten, you right. know? And it was like, when I was in kindergarten, nobody... Care we're wearing, you know, you know what I mean. So everything is happening a lot faster. I, I see these kids coming off of the school bus, cursing up a storm, this and that. And like I said, my son is in kindergarten. Like it's it's ridiculous now. So there's to a certain extent where I try and keep him close, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I'm also very real with him, and you know, I talk to him. I don't baby him, you know what I mean. I talk to him and I explain things how things are, you know? Um, and he's smart. He gets it, you know? Um, but I worry about him because he's a, he's a follower. Uh, <laughs> he loves okay. to do what other kids do. So, yeah, I probably will end up having that conversation with him sooner rather than later because um, he's very impressionable. I mean, now I got to go. You know, we're going back to school shopping. Now I got to go get him Jordan because... Uh, he wants to, you know, but I don't want him to get teased either, you know? Yeah, I understand. I understand. So, but that's, but that's one of the things that worries me about him is the fact that, like, he wants to do what the cool kids are doing. And I have to let him know that that can get him in trouble, you know? And I've told him that, you know, we've talked about it, but not in the drug sense just yet. Yeah, that's, man, that's a, look, it's not an easy job being a parent. <laughs> You know, oh my God, no. <laughs> you know, that's more reason for you to stay healthy and stay strong, stay focused, stay positive. Stay
stay surrounded by love, stay away from the bullshit, stay away from anybody negative that's trying to stop you from doing what you got to do. It's all the more reason because it's hard enough to fucking deal with life in general just as a person. Then you bring some babies into the mix and makes it even harder because now you not only are you putting them before yourself. So, like I said, that's all the reason to stay on the up and up. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I have so many reasons to stay healthy and stay alive, you know, so many mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. So, so I do it for all of that. So, you know, I'm a, you know, I, 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 I feel privileged. I was very nervous. Um, when I asked you, your father, I, well, I asked you there to, that I was going to talk to you because I didn't know how you would feel about that. And I was, you kind of took me back when you said that you were more than willing to even, not even talk about just your brother, but about yourself. I think that that takes a lot of courage. You know what I'm saying? And you'll be surprised that you, you know, you, you, you talking about it might have a healing effect for you, but also for another person that, you know, will listen and, and find out, or it might be somebody that you're around that you don't even know, you know, that, that is watching you that you don't even know. So I think it's, you know, it's a huge step um, that you even took the time to even talk about it and so openly about it. So, you know, and just, you just. Thank you. Stay clean, girl. Stay, you know what I'm saying? And you, so, you know, you. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> I am. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm in a better place now than I've ever been in. And, you know, things are, things are good for me and my husband and the kids. And I don't want to, I don't want to mess that up, you know, and I have. My fault. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. I was going to say, I have, I have people looking up to me. I've got my kids. I've got my nephews now. I, you know, I've got my dad hoping, you know, that I stay on the right path. My grandmother, I got my little sister, you know, and I'm not. I'm not about to let anybody down, especially myself. So there you go. That's what I'm talking about. And and just and and, and always realize too, like how you're saying you're in the best place in your life. Just realize it's like you have so much life to live that there's still gonna be downs. You know what I'm saying? There's still gonna be downs, and sometimes it's gonna oh, be I way know. down. Yeah. So it's just like those are the times that you strap up, and then you just like you know you put the big mama draws on and be like, hey, we gonna get you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't need. I don't need anything extra on here. We're going to deal with this thing because it's always temporary. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And I think exactly. a lot of times. Yeah, I think because I think with a lot of times when you start going down that path, you know, with it could with any kind of negative uh, like uh, thing, it's like it feels like there's, there's nothing going to come at the end of the tunnel. It just seems like total darkness. And it's just like, but at the same time, yeah. when you're going through it, if you stay in that negative thing, it's like you keep digging yourself further. So just always know that there's, yeah. no matter what life comes at you, like, if there is light at the end of the tunnel, and if it goes down, it's going to come back up. You know what I'm saying? And that's life. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, but I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of this beautiful day, you know? And, um, okay. yo, thank you so, so much for talking to me. Um, oh, thank you for doing this, for doing this, talking to me and my dad, for my brother. Like, I, I love... You know, I love talking about my brother. I love spreading the word about him and what happened. And, you know, this is what he would want. So. Dope. Yo, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this because 
you're, you're following me. I, I told him, I said, hey, you know, because usually when we talk, we talk about all kind of different stuff. So we just happen to talk about this now because this was uh, very important. And I said, hey, you know what? Next time that we do this again, it's like we're going to lighten up the mood, talk about some other shit, and just boom, 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 and just, you know, do what we do. And so the same thing goes for you. It's like, yo, we can get on the phone again and maybe talk about progress or talk about parenting. Like, hey, I'm going through some frustrating with parenting. You ever had to put your foot in your kid's ass because of this and that? So, the, you know, whatever the case <laughs> is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the, the next time that we talk, we keep it on a, you know, a, a lighter note. And then, lighter like I note. Said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully you are getting involved. Because, like I said, I think that you, you have a lot to, to share with a lot of people. And I think that you could touch a lot. You could, the same way that your, your father said about your brother. It's like, yo, that, you know, we have to be his voice. It's like, yeah, you, you're here. Yeah. You, you, you might as well get busy and do it. You know, you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Not one for the gossip, not one for the nonsense. To make it perfectly obvious, I'm here to get my pockets. On overload, heavyweight mode, don't care who's watching. Spinning my gold, kicking my flow, get them speakers knocking. Fight your way about that ghetto with limited options. Get your hands up for this dough, modern day Robin. Hoodie hood, fella, got the groove back. Rockin' LA driver in the front seat, blow through your city bopping. Liddy with the buzz, homes, when your album dropping. I'll be sure to like everything you do, but I won't be capping. Arrested development, you speak back to me when you not popping. Respect to the brothers like you, who stayed on the lockin'. Other sidelining on the chiming, observing, getting nervous, asking for a hand, yours in the dirt, you working. Couple of snaps, few hashtags, I told the world we deserve it. You keep on showing them how it's done, I'll be here front and lurking. Sometimes you just gotta be like, oh shit. And just roll up with something in the air, man. They gonna watch your moves regardless. Keep doing what you do.